Story One of the Magic Wand. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. The Magic Wand by Tudor Jenks. The Magic Wand. While the king and the magician were talking very earnestly together about a big giant who was reported to be coming from the sea coast, the telephone bell rang. Excuse me for one moment, remarked the king, getting up so quickly that he almost dropped his crown. But that is my ring. He stepped to the telephone, and the magician heard him say, Yes, the palace. Yes, I'm the king. The king? No, not ring. King, monarch, yes, the magician, he is here yet. Then the king seemed to be listening intently, and suddenly his face put on a scared expression. My goodness gracious me, he exclaimed, and turning to the magician, he said hurriedly, You are wanted at home and at once. Anything wrong? the magician asked. Wrong? I should say so, the king replied jumping up and down in his excitement. Anybody sick or dead? Sick, no, nor dead. Not yet. But don't wait. Hurry. Run. Ride. No, you're an enchanter. Fly. For pity's sake, what is it? demanded the magician, trotting along the palace corridor, with the king running along beside him. Why, it's your baby. What can it be? exclaimed the magician, who was now actually running. What can't it be? groaned the king. The baby has got your magic wand, and they can't get it away from him, and there's no telling what he may do with it. He has already changed his old nurse into an elephant, and... But hurry, man, hurry! And the magician ran as if he wore roller skates. None knew so well as he what might happen before he could reach home. He ran so hard that he lost his breath and was forced to halt on top of a hill from which he could see the castle in which he lived. As he sank, panting, beside the road, he saw one of the turrets of his castle go sailing up into the air and burst like a rocket. Too breathless to speak, the poor magician rose to his feet and struggled on. Halfway down the hill, he was met by a fat but kindly elephant, whose face seemed strangely familiar. The words of the king came to the magician's mind, and he at once guessed this to be the nurse. As the nurse elephant met her master, she seized him with her trunk, lifted him to a comfortable seat behind her ears, wheeled sharply around, and ran toward the castle. Is it very bad, Hannah Maria? the magician asked, as soon as he could speak. But the poor elephant could only groan as she charged onward. When they reached the gate of the courtyard, the magician could see for himself that it was very bad indeed. Near the middle of the great open space stood the magician's son. He looked much as usual, except that instead of being the right size for a boy of four and one-half years, about as high as a table, he was now about twenty feet high. The magician learned afterward that his son had wished to be more than three times as big as papa, and having the magic wand in his hand, the wish had been granted. Reginald exclaimed the magician. What does this mean? Oh, replied the giant boy. 
I am having such fun. Did you see what a splendid elephant Hannah Maria made? What would you like to be, Papa? Reginald, you are a naughty boy, the poor magician exclaimed. Give me the wand. Reginald wants it, said the baby, frowning. Reginald likes the wand. It does such funny things. See the cows. Reginald can make them fly. Fly, cows, fly. At once the cows in the meadow all sprouted out great wings, and flapping them with a noise like a thousand pigeons, they flew up into the air, and away they went. Reginald, said the magician, you are doing very wrong. What will Mamma say when she comes home? Little Mamma won't say anything at all to a great big boy like me, replied Reginald, laughing. You don't know what a little papa you are. Why, you look like a little teeny-weeny silly mousy. Then the magician had an idea. Can you make yourself small too? he asked. Course I can, the baby answered. I can do whatever I like. Let papa see you make yourself small like a mousy, said the magician. All right, Reginald said the words. I wish I was small like a mousy, and at once his wish came true. The magician lost sight of the baby now, for they had been standing far apart, but he went forward, hoping to reach the child in time to take the wand from him. But just as he came near enough to find the little boy, the small creature disappeared entirely. The magician stopped in dismay. Where are you, my son? he called in a sweet tone. Here I am, Papa, came the reply from over his head, and looking up, he saw his son flying about in the form of a fairy. I thought I'd be a fairy. Don't you like me to be a fairy? The magician didn't know what to do. So long as the baby was good-humoured, there was little danger of his doing any harm. But if the little fellow should lose his temper... There was no knowing what he might do. The best thing the father could think of was to keep the child amused and busy, in the hope that he might be led to give up the wand, or might forget it. Reginald, he said, Papa can't fly. I wish you would come down here, where we can play together. No, said Reginald, shaking his head as he flew gently about. Reginald doesn't like to come down. But I'll tell you, Papa, what will be just splendid fun. You shall fly too, only not so fast as I can. The magician tried in vain to say no, but in an instant he was fluttering in the air with his son, also turned into a fairy-like creature. Isn't this good fun? exclaimed Reginald. Come, Papa, let's take a fly over the trees. Not daring to let the child out of his sight, or to anger him by a refusal, the magician was forced to go with him. Away both went through the air, until they had left the castle far behind them, and were out in the open country. Reginald, said the magician at last, Papa is tired. Don't you want to go home now? And Papa will tell you a nice story about choo-choo cars and then you can go to sleep all nicey. But Reginald was not tempted. No, Papa, 
Reginald isn't sleepy. And besides, Reginald can have real choo-choos right here. See? The child waved the wand, and behold, there were three railroads in the fields below them, along which locomotives went with a great puffing of steam and clanging of bells. Nice, said Reginald, smiling very joyously. Reginald likes Papa's magic stick. Now, see, choose, all go smash. Before the magician could say a word, all the locomotives went crashing into one another and their boilers blew up with a tremendous explosion. Reginald was so startled that he dropped the wand. The magician made a dive for it, but not being able to fly so fast as Reginald, he did not succeed in securing the prize. Reginald laughed when the wand was once more in his hand. I'm tired of playing fairies, said he. I wish we were. Reginald, shouted his father in an agony of fear. Do be careful, my son. I am, papa, he said. What do you like to be? Shall Reginald make papa a real pretty ostrich? Goodness, no, please don't, exclaimed the magician. And Reginald, we must go home. Papa is so tired of flying. Let us go home. All right, said Reginald. I wish we were home right now. And they were so quickly that the magician's breath left him again. They found themselves in Reginald's nursery, where his Noah's Ark animals were scattered over the floor. As soon as Reginald saw the wooden animals, he had a new idea. Oh, Papa, wouldn't it be nice if they were all alive? But Reginald, cried the poor magician, what could we do with them all? Just think, there are lions and tigers and, and alligators. Well, I won't, said Reginald with a sigh. But I want to play something nice. But we can't play anything while we are so little, said the father. Won't you wish we are ourselves once more? I don't like to be a fairy. All right, Reginald answered. I wish we were just ourselves. It was much pleasanter to be themselves, and the magician began to think he might recover his wand now that Reginald was once more a little boy and that he was a full-sized man. Reginald, said he, while you have Papa's magic stick, why don't you wish for something amusing to play with? Wouldn't you like a drum? Drum makes a big noise, answered the baby. Does Papa want to be a drummer? No, no said the magician hastily. Papa doesn't care for drums. Papa would rather see Reginald drum. You wish for a drum, and then while you play, Papa will hold the magic stick. No, said Reginald, frowning. Reginald wants the stick. Papa can't have it. Very well, answered the puzzled magician. But please be very careful. Reginald will be careful, said the child nodding his head. Where's Hannah Maria? You changed her into an elephant, said his father, and she can't cook your supper. I can change her back again, said Reginald, and I will. I wish she was changed back and was here. Hannah Maria appeared in the room, about as angry as she could be. Without a word, she came rushing in at the door, 
descended upon the small boy, seized the wand, and threw it to the other side of the room. In an instant, the magician had it in his hands, and once more felt safe. It took all the rest of the afternoon to restore things to their usual condition, and meanwhile Reginald, tired out by his busy day, had fallen fast asleep. He was too little to be punished for the mischief he had done, and so no more was said about it. But the magic wand was thereafter kept out of his reach. Reginald often begged for Papa's magic stick, but it was thought best not to let him have it. Altogether, it was a fortunate thing that Hannah Maria lost her temper just when she did. End of story one.